Ashley, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. You are the tourism lady. <laughs> I like that title. Do you like that? The tourism lady? <laughs> That's a good title. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. No, you, you took over this position, which definitely needed a revamp. Oh, um, thanks. And you've done a killer job. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. I took a big jump from the corporate private world like five years ago. Mm-hmm doing marketing and PR for a big resort in Pennsylvania called Nemecol and Woodlands Resort. And everyone thought I was crazy. Like, why are you? Why are you leaving this corporate gig? <laughs> corporate gigs are hard. And it's not that this isn't hard, but you just got to a point in life where it was like, man, I'm, I'm working really hard for an organization. And it was a great organization, but w- this role that I'm in now, I'm from this area. I mm-hmm. love this area. I lived in this area while I was working that corporate role. And you just feel like the things you're doing are making a difference today and more so tomorrow. Well, I agree with you and you are. So oh, thanks. No, it's true. It's a hundred percent true, especially during the pandemic. Like you and I met when I was working with uh, local businesses. I think we started working together right. pretty consistently and it's, incredible the amount of stuff that tourism does and I don't think people realize that I think they think oh they do they buy ads and they um, promote Delfest and they do like the trail stuff and that is not it like you guys work so hard behind the scenes trying to get opportunities for the area and to really shine a light on how cool of a place it is and it's not just you know tourism I think it's a bad rap because you want people to come and buy things and have a good experience but it's much more than that oh there's so many dimensions and layers to tourism and I think that um that um for us destination marketing organizations has been a term used for years and what has happened is really through the pandemic we've kind of become destination management organizations Mm -hmm. and that's because you're right we are taking into account things like workforce and business expansion and bringing in new businesses to the region we're just so excited in the last two years during the pandemic we're now seeing a surge of entrepreneurship in this community and a lot of it is because of the gap trail or the canal where People from all over the country recreated here during COVID because they felt safe. We were, you know, in a mountain community. There's a lot of outdoor space. They could safely vacation, if you Mm -hmm. will. And they kind of fell in love with this community during a time which was really hard for the tourism industry. And so now, many years later, what we're seeing is, is, you know, empty spaces in our downtown starting to become developed because of of people just falling in love as a visitor, first and foremost. I mean, that's the, so that's what I think people don't, when you live here, you don't see that. Right. Because you're, you know, you you get caught up in your day-to-day and getting from point A to point B and doing your work. You don't, you rarely take time to kind of pull back and see what other people see when they come to your city. It's a gorgeous place. Allegheny County in general, it's a Mm -hmm. gorgeous place. So when you have people come on the trip, they coming through town as a through town and they stop and they're going, wow, this is great. And then they start to talk to people and they're like, oh, the cost of living is kind of reasonable. The cost of food is great. The cost of, you know, everything. Then they go, oh, well, I can work from anywhere, which has definitely been a boom. That's also something that's really happened in a lot of destinations, including here. And, you know, we always say that tourism is the red carpet to economic development. Sure. And, and a lot of people look at us funny, like, what's that mean? And it, it is the quality of life aspect. It's the reason why people choose to stay. Businesses choose to relocate or expand. There's this really fabulous study that I geek out on, and it was a, it's called the halo effect. And it's studying tourism as a economic driver in communities in that 
you know, any community grows usually first by the visitor. And so places you choose to send your kids to school, the places you choose to move to, you retire to usually happens because at one point in your lifetime, you traveled and you fell in love with a city or a place and you decided to invest in it. Yeah. And so when we start to think about it that way, it starts to become a little bit more dimensional in a community. And I also think too, sometimes we're on our own worst critic and that's for every region. Mm-hmm. We just take for granted what we have. Yeah. And when, and that's one of the beautiful things I love about my job is when I get to talk to visitors, they'll say to us all the time. I mean, we hear over and over again, man, when you hit 68 sideling mm-hmm. coming into the West, it's like all of a sudden your stresses go away. Yeah. Just seeing that beautiful horizon, those mountains. Yeah, and it's a gateway to Allegheny County. Yeah. And it's sort of like you go through that, the cut, mm-hmm. a lot of people call it, local people call it, but you go through it and you're like, okay, yeah, no, I can just mm-hmm. settle down a little bit. It's easy. Even when you're coming back from out of town, you're just like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, I, these are roads are familiar. I know what I'm doing. Right. Got to slow down when I get to Rocky Gap, you know, all those <laughs> kind of things that just happen. Um, but yeah, and you come through town and you've got the iconic steeples of Cumberland and then you keep going west and then you just have these beautiful mountains that come upon you and I just it opens up it Mm -hmm. opens up a feeling of security in a lot of ways that people connected with especially for the pandemic oh man it is true and it's funny we when the pandemic was happening all of us tourism directors in the state of Maryland met weekly with our state tourism team and it was you know we were in a dire situation and and for many of us communities that have access to natural resources and outdoor-based recreation, which is pretty much the West, it's Washington County, Allegheny County, and Garrett County, yeah. you know, we were just seeing a surge of travelers. And so now what's happened is it's in, years later, those people are becoming repeat visitors. Uh-huh. And it's also the word of mouth is king, no matter how much marketing you do, we're growing. And yeah. just this year alone, I mean, we just got our numbers from the state. And well, this Al- is my favorite thing. Numbers? The, yeah, the numbers. Because you told me the numbers, I think it was um, last year. You're like, I got this whole thing. I'm like, I love the numbers. because well, it, People it are blown away it, by the numbers. It puts it into perspective because people are like, yeah, we got the trail and people come through the trail. Like, blah, blah, blah. But when you put a number to how many people are coming yeah. through the area and then the fact that certain businesses aren't open on certain days, that yeah. really, that really hit. And I was like, man, we really have to do better because this is the main driver of our economy, our local economy. Well, when you talk about that, so a lot of people don't know the numbers. So for us, the the, the attractions that bring in the volume, mm-hmm. so you got Rocky Gap Casino Resort. It brings yep. in 1 million people annually. Yeah. It's mind boggling. I mean, the campgrounds are full all the time. Well, that's just, the, that's a casino. The state yeah. park brings in <laughs> 800,000 visitors So you're almost 2 million people. Yeah. In that little tiny pocket. Mm-hmm. And so I love to show a slide when I'm talking to the community of, just talking about Rocky Gap State Park, not the casino, but if you just talk about the, the state park, the amount of visitors they get annually is more than if Raven Stadium in Baltimore City sold out every home game a year. Wow. And when you put that in perspective, people are like, oh my goodness. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And yeah. I think too, people think a tourist destination has to have an amusement park or a beach or, and it's not true. Mm-mm. You know, people are traveling for a lot of reasons and we have a lot of great reasons here. So you have those two attractions. Then you have the trail systems, which- between the CNO Canal and the Gap Trail bring in roughly 330,000 people annually. Mm-hmm. And the CNO Canal is no joke. It's, it is like right now, I think, tied for 11th place. It toggles between 10th and 11th place of the most visited national parks in the United States. Yeah. It beats the Grand Canyon. It does. I think because it's so accessible. It's 
so accessible. And it's like for every age bracket, mm-hmm. like Grand Canyon, you're hiking the Grand Canyon. That's a, that's a, yeah. a feat. Right. And you have to be prepared for that. You can rent a bike and go for a couple of miles on the trail and that's not going to be a problem. Exactly. And we're not a fly to destination. No. So we get a lot of day trips uh, overnight, you know, extended weekends. And for something like this, the Inno Canal towpath, it's within, uh, I think it's like 21% of the United States population. Mm-hmm. We're, we're within, you know, two to three hours of. Yeah. So of course you're going to see the volume like that. And we do see the volume. Cumberland is the second or third most visited city along that trail behind Georgetown. Yeah. I mean, when you start to look at things like that, you're like, okay. And Cumberland gets to reap that benefit too, because it is a major trail connector between the Gap Trail and the Siena Canal. And then you have Green Ridge State Forest, mm-hmm. which is a true gem that I think people just don't realize. I mean, they have the most incredible scenic overlooks. They do. It, Plus like really great camping, like amazing group campsites. And it is just like this lovely hidden natural resource that we have that people just don't even understand and it's you can go to green ridge a million times and still discover something new which i think is amazing off-road driving Mm -hmm. for jeeps access to the potomac river backpacking the great eastern trail which a lot of people refer to as you know the mini appalachian trail Mm -hmm. is right through there um they get around seventy-five thousand people a year and then you have the train in downtown cumberland which which brings in roughly forty thousand. so we have the numbers and what's great is so the state the state really stays on top of us as as dmo offices on how are you performing and so we just we just got our numbers for the year and we performed 87 percent higher this year in 2022 fiscal year 2022 than 2021 and we outperformed 2019, which was a record-breaking year for our industry. I mean, that uh, yeah, because you gave me the numbers from 2020, and you're like, this is nuts. Like, even this is nuts. Yeah, we. I mean, we, we definitely dipped. It hurt us. 2020 hurt everyone, but we were not. Urban areas were suffering yeah. majorly. Um, but 2019 was that year when I was here at the office where we were like, man, things are happening. <laughs> and now in 2022, we're up almost 30% to 2019. That's insane. And so things are happening. Yeah. And it also takes, you know, we talk about these big partners bringing the volume, but there's so much ancillary needs in a community. It's what's the arts and culture mm-hmm. component? What's the historical component? That's critical. Is there a great food and, and um, beverage scene? And so we, as an office, have to package and program and so we come up with things like the mountain maryland tap and pour tour and the mm-hmm. donut and coffee trail and the ice cream trail in the summertime and and these are things that we use to try to drive ancillary spending because our entire office's mission is drive overnight visits and yep. increase visitor spending yep and so we got to get them in the downtowns absolutely and i think that um part of the issue with our downtown and they're hopefully going to fix that i don't know um but they the People come off the trail and they don't know where the downtown is. It is there's no visual connector to mm-hmm. the downtown. So it's difficult, but it's also expanding. People will go if they, uh, we have downtown maps and things like that, that people can look at and see where the restaurants are, which is good. But, you know, you have to be able to give them an opportunity to know where the destinations are before they get here. Cause mm-hmm. they're planning, if they're planning on coming here from out of town or across the country, people do come. This is a bucket list um, biking trail for a lot of people they're they're going to plan out their stops and and how long they're going to stay in a town and if there's a reasonable bike shop that they can get repairs while they're here and resources while they're on the trail 
um, you know, impulse purchases really, you know, if they lose their sunglasses, they're going to buy another pair of sunglasses mm-hmm. in town because they're going to need that particular tool when they're on the trail. Um, you, they're, you need to be able to have this great information, you know, highway for them. And mm-hmm. you're doing that through the website and also your social media presence and everything else. Yeah. And we, a lot of it's partnership too. You know, we have two trail towns in this County in Frostburg and Cumberland, mm-hmm. both of which have Main Street, Maryland designations. Yes. They're both arts and entertainment designations in the, in, um, the state. Which is not easy to get. It's not. It's not. And there's not that many um, when you look at the numbers again. And so we have the Arts Council and we have the Chamber and we have these great partners. And our office meets with those partners on a monthly basis. I mean, we're always within a phone call or email away, but mm-hmm. we really sit down monthly to kind of strategize, okay, this is what the tourism's office is doing in terms of a 30,000 foot level of bringing people in. And these are things that are happening and then we're bringing them to you. Yeah. So now how are you going to deploy the efforts to get them into your shop, into your shops? What yeah. kind of programming and events are you all doing? And, and we, we try to partner. And one thing that's coming up will be our, and, and this was something that was also created out of COVID years but it was successful. So we're keeping going is the shop small win big campaign. And that started because during COVID and the winter time, and that was actually a, you know, a time frame where Allegheny had very high transmission rates at mm-hmm. that time. We had to still support our, our merchants. Yep. And so we said, okay, as a tourism office, we're going to come up with a programming where we, we promote shopping small and we're going to take this de- And that's what I mean about us being dimensional. So you know, our focus is bringing people here, but during December, the reality is people are not traveling to Allegheny County to shop. No, but they they're could. here for other reasons. Yeah. And so let's make those experiences unique and one of a kind. And so we created this campaign where if you shop, you know, for four weeks during the holiday season, you submit your receipt and prove that you shopped. You're in, we do, we did drawings every week for 50, dollar visa cards and then a big like $550 gift card and that campaign we've done this will be our third year and it's it continues to massively grow with support and with the sales and with the, the numbers and that's just one way where we have to um, it's like a you know a, a funnel effect where we have to work with our partners and kind of dive down into the nitty-gritty to try to help you know you help me help you yeah, type exactly. situation yeah and so it is multi-dimensional the things we do you know one minute we're working on something that's very downtown focused and the next minute we're, we're working on product development through the county trying to expand you know the river park project in mm-hmm. downtown or our new rail trail through the georgia's creek corridor yeah. the wills mountain state park project yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff happening and i know right. and i think people have heard about it peripherally but they might not know the amount of back end work it takes to get those things up off the ground and then also the marketing and uh, the marketing, which is basically saying, yeah, we're doing these things or we're trying to do these things. And this is another reason you should come. So mm-hmm. if you've been here for the trail, what brings you back? That's mm-hmm. the other thing. It's like, well, I've already done the trail. So why would I come back to Cumberland? Well, or Allegheny County. Oh, well, we've got this, this and this. That's why it's I think people get stuck in thinking that we only have one thing and it's not great. If you don't bike, you're like, well, I'm not on a, I'm not on cycle. I don't know. Who cares about the trail? It's like the trail is the, just, it starts the conversation about why this area is great. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. But it also is too, the other argument where it's like, well, why do we need a river park or why do we need rock climbing mountains? We already got a trail system. We have enough. At, we have enough. No. That's not true. No. <laughs> there is a lot of data around the fact that any time a region, a community, however you want to gauge, you know, geographically a, a place, 
adds another attraction. It adds a stay. It adds a one night stay mm-hmm. to a visitor's experience. So, you know, we're pushing so hard for the river park project, which would be, you know, a very natural, um, low class whitewater, um, rapid man-made whitewater rapids that would basically open up the downtown of Cumberland to the Potomac. It's the only place on this Potomac heritage water trail that you cannot access the uh, Potomac yeah, River. It's insane. And the number one reason why people visit the state of Maryland is water. Mm-hmm. That's the, the state tourism. The state tourism office will tell you they want to be in it, around it, uh, you know, on it. They water, look water, at water. It. Every yeah. major attraction, the, the bay, um, the lakes, the ocean. I mean, that's the draw. Mm-hmm. And so you have this resource sitting in your downtown that's untapped that could totally revitalize and transform parts of our community. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is we don't even need to have a, you know, a a study on it. There's case studies naturally for decades, communities across this, this, you know, country have revitalized their communities through water projects. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. We just, uh, we went to Colorado. We stayed at this great place called Buena Vista Mm. and they have uh, totally transformed their downtown extension close to the river. They have a man-made river project that has this nice little walking trail across it. So it's like, that's another added benefit because you're just in nature, you're close to it. We, our trail runs next to the the river, but to have access to it, mm-hmm. I mean, people now, if you want to get to the, you have to drive, you have you to do. drive out of town to put in, to go, you know, mainly on the South branch. So, you know, that the access, mm-hmm. I think creating access points for even the citizens of Cumberland, that, that drives your community. It makes people want to move here because then they do have, they're exp- they can experience this all the time. Exactly. And that, that project, I'm just like, you have a constant billboard. You have an interstate driving yeah. right beside it. Exactly. When that's happening and, you know, hopefully one day there's kayaks coming down that river. I mean. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what you start circling back to when you said, I want to make a difference, yeah. you know, and I want to be able to see it from now and then into the future. I mean, mm-hmm. that would be a massive thing to look back on and say like, yeah, I helped do that. Mm -hmm. And that's got to feel really good. And I think that most people who live here need to start to connect with those projects and say Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we need to move this place forward collectively in the right ways. And this is definitely one of the right ways to do that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So we've got a lot of fun things happening in Allegheny County. They're filming some, a Christmas oh my thing gosh, in yes. Frostburg um, for sto- around Storybook Holiday, which is a great program through um, FSU Children's Literature Center. And then we've got uh, Appalachian Regional Commission coming, which is a huge deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah, 13 states participate in this. and 423 so, counties. It's wow. the whole Appalachian region. Yeah. And they have an annual conference and they haven't had it obviously the last few years, but the last <laughs> one they had in 2019 was in Asheville. Okay. So you have another, you know, community that's very similar to us in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are hosting it here at Rocky Gap Casino Resort yeah. and it's for all those 13 states and the 423 counties. And everyone's super excited because Cal Ripken is a... <laughs> Is coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You know, he's having, I think, a, like a fireside talk with Governor Hogan, which would be really, you know, great for the attendees. It's, it, that's fun. Yeah. Um, but what it does outside of that is it, it shines a spotlight. And this conference is fantastic for the Appalachian Regional Commission to talk about um, what is important for that region and the revitalization of that region and the money going into that region and the projects and support. 
And so there'll be a lot of conversations and topics about that. But then what it really does for us is it shines a light on Western Maryland Mm -hmm. and not just Allegheny County, but you know, Garrett County and Washington County were the three counties, a part of ARC, the ARC region. Mm -hmm. And so we're just excited that many people from across this country are going to come here with their families because they do, they travel with their families for this conference and get a little taste and a beautiful time of year, October, it's going to be peak fall foliage season. Yes. And they have a lot of free time. So they're going to be able to go, um, you know, hopefully recreate and explore all of our, you know, pillars in this community, the history experiences, the arts and culture, our food uh, scene, our recreation scene. And then they also have free time every night. ARC made it important that, you know, it wasn't like a corporate dinner at Rocky Gap. It's going to be shuttle buses driving them into the downtown and saying, get out, explore eat the food, meet the people, you know, experience the downtown. And and that's just another way of of people saying like, okay, yeah, this is, I think people forget that Maryland is part of Appalachia Mm. because it's, we're the most Western counties, the forgotten part of Maryland, Um, (laughs) you know, but it's sort of nice to be acknowledged with 13 other states mm-hmm. to be like oh yeah we are a part of this mountain range that kind of is very indicative of kind of a culture on, on of its own so it's nice to be able to be like yeah we're in maryland but this is like the wild part of maryland and yeah. the coolest if i must say you know i love embracing the word appalachia and just what it means and what that culture means and when i talk about it to people i always say for us in Allegheny County and really anyone in Appalachia, but I'm just going to be selfish and talk about Allegheny County. Sure. It, it's, it's about the makers mm-hmm. and everything. When you start to look at that culture comes back to like using your hands, whether it's, you know, uh, making food from the land or using wood products to build things or, you know, um, Maybe businesses yeah. from the ground up. And yeah. so we've really like embraced this whole mountain of makers. Um, I also think like even with, um, yeah, you, it's a craft. So with the thing is you're crafting things. We've got craft breweries. We have um, even just like uh, roasting of coffee. Like we've got all of these things that are local. And what I think when you look at the places, and I've always said this about the area that we live in, is that you can find exactly what you need here. Mm-hmm. There's somebody doing it. There's somebody that knows somebody who's doing it, whether it's like beekeeping or any, you know, any of the things. Lost you, arts too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's sort of like, oh, I need to get certain things for a recipe or whatever. You can find them here. You just have to like look a little bit further afield maybe or just ask the right person. It's here. Um, you're not, we're not missing out on anything by being in a massive city. I think that, you know, it's a, it's a quieter and slower type of pace. However, you know, you can find exactly what you need. Yeah. And quality. Yeah. High quality. quality. Yeah. And so that's why this ARC conference is also so incredible is they have really listened to us at the tourism office to say, shine a light on these makers. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of our businesses, are having the chance to showcase their products or their spaces and just be kind of engrossed in the conference in mm-hmm. some aspects so that the attendees, you know, are getting welcome bags with made in Allegheny County or Washington or Garrett County products. And they're, they're going out into the communities and they're seeing and they're tasting and they're experiencing these things. It's all about senses, you yeah. know, when you travel. And so they're doing an excellent job at really shining a spotlight on Western Maryland. And we're just so excited to be able to, to be a part of that. So the art conference, is any of it open to the public? Can people come and attend or can they? 
It's it's very much attendance. I mean, you can register sure. to attend the conference through um, the ARC website. Um, but for the most part, it is for attendees only. However, locally, you know, what we've been trying to communicate with our, especially Cumberland, the downtown, just because of its proximity to the resort, mm-hmm. is that these people are going to be in our community. Yeah. yeah. And so we're going to have a lot of outsiders at once that are associated with this one event and mm-hmm. conference. And, you know, we, we want to be open and available and ready to ready to be great ambassadors yeah. for our community. So that's happening the, the week of the 17th? Yeah, they arrive the 16th and, you know, they're out of here the 19th or 20th. So it's coming up uh, yeah. really quickly. So. Yeah, a couple of weeks. I know. Uh, well, that's exciting. So, I mean, there's a million things happening in Allegheny County. I think that you do a great job of making sure that the events calendar is updated. For MDMountainside.com. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the official. We always say the official events calendar. The official, yeah, it is. And you guys do a great job keeping up with it. Um, now, if you're a business and you're just hearing about tourism, like, you know, tourism exists in the ether, right? How, <laughs> how do you get, um, like, what are some resources for small businesses or, you know, any, anybody trying to come to the area to maybe do something? What do you, what would you recommend them to do? Yeah. So new businesses we want to always engage with and we try to like organically catch a new business. You always kind of find out there's a new business open a lot of times, like through social media, mm-hmm. all of a sudden something pops up and it gets shared and people get excited. So we, we will try to reach out to you, but if you're listening and you're new, it's, you know, reach out to us yeah. um, at the tourism at alleghenygov.org email address. And our, our official website is mdmountainside.com. But our office is an all-inclusive model, meaning there's no membership. Yeah. You know, we are part of economic development at Allegheny County government. And um, we offer a lot of resources that are free for businesses. Our, our website gets an amazing amount of traffic. Our social media has an incredible following. Mm-hmm. Um, just events alone, we offer the opportunity to advertise through our site for free, as well as provide a lot of resources for other places where you can promote your events for free. We produce a annual destination guide, which awesome. is a printed piece. It's yeah. like a magazine. Once a year, we do about 80,000 guides that go in distribution through Western Pennsylvania, Delaware, um, down around the DC DMA, as well as all of the AAA and welcome centers across the state and tri-state region. And there's a great advertising program, which we're getting ready. We'll be starting to send out the solicitations for that here in November. Um, and that goes to print and is in our hands in every April. Mm -hmm. Um, that is, that is just this wonderful piece that's such a great tool for us, for our visitors. Um, so it's a great opportunity for us. And then we have a lot of exciting new things coming. So we've really taken this idea of a visitor services approach. So okay. we hired a new person. We Ooh. have a visitor services manager at nice. the county. Nice. And um, he is going to be responsible for launching a tourism ambassador program. Great. And whole idea about this. And I feel like we're kind of progressive with this. In fact, us tourism directors in the state meet uh, once a month and we talk about, you know, best practices and things that are challenging for us. And we work through these things and there's so many visitor centers shutting across down across the state. And the reason is people have changed the way that they travel. Yeah. And this has been happening pre COVID where the cell phone's king, you know, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're Googling. You're not stopping for a map. Yeah. You're, you're like going to the bathroom and rolling, you know? Right. And you, that's what ha- we found out. I mean, most yeah. people are stopping in them to use the restroom at the, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But we also understand the value and the importance of visitor services. And so we're saying, okay, let's meet them where we need to meet them. And it first is online and mm-hmm. it's being available digitally. 
and uh, through our email system, which we get more emails than we get phone calls. Yeah. Oh, her 1-800 oh, number. A hundred percent. I mean, I feel like uh, you're much more apt to be like, oh, I'm going to write an email than yeah. who talks or on the Facebook phone. message. Yeah. Our oh, Facebook messages yes. are insane. Yeah. I, um, so I there's like the managing of that. But the, but the beauty of what we're trying to do is to develop this Mountain Maryland ambassador program. And my whole thought about this and our thought for a while, and we finally are just taking the leap of faith and doing it. And like I said, a lot of people are watching us like, is, you know, is this going to work? And I think it is, is that we realize that when there's people in our community, whether it's our own community members, but more importantly, visitors, Mm -hmm. think about when you travel, when me and my husband and I just got back from the Finger Lakes, we asked the front desk, it's a great area. We asked the front desk staff, we asked our bartender at the restaurant, we asked the valet, where's your favorite place to eat? Oh, all the time. Where's a great brewery? Yeah. Where do and you their eat? recommendations mm-hmm. are what we took. And so we realized the power of ambassadorship mm-hmm. and the fact that our frontline hospitality, which we are the third largest work, that's the third largest workforce in our county is the hospitality tourism workforce, has to be prepared. And we can't just assume that they know that they know mm-hmm. because they may not have experienced. So we're trying to develop this program where we're going to allow and offer and welcome them to ride the train and ride tracks and yaks and, and partner with our partners to get them in for maybe they have, you know, we meet and have a a familiarization tour in downtown and they try coffee and food at one restaurant one time. Maybe we go to a brewery and we let them all taste up, you know, have a flight. Yeah. Trying to get them immersed in the community and also train them so that when somebody walks in their coffee shop or their restaurant and says to them, what is there to do in Allegheny County? The answer is never nothing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's always something. It always has to be. Yeah. And I think that um, I my frame of reference is basically if somebody comes in and says, hey, what is there to do here? You have a, you're making a decision to show people why you're here. Yeah. Why are you in Allegheny County? Well, I'll tell you why, because there's this, this, this and this. And that's a way for you to basically say, like, where I'm living is a cool place to be. Yeah. And welcome. Right. So I think that you know, this, the program is spectacular because it gives businesses the opportunity to then say, okay, when I went to this coffee shop, this person gave me this recommendation. It was spot on. And this recommendation was great. And I went to those places. So then when they go back to wherever they're coming from, they're going, I went to this place. When you go, you have to go here, here, and here. So it's just like this boomerang effect where you just basically say like, let's just share the wealth here and here are all the wonderful things. So I think that's a, an amazing idea. Well, we have I'm no so footprint. We're, 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 you know, building the boat as we're steering it, yeah. as the saying goes. Mm-hmm. But we just have this ultimate end goal vision. And yeah. it is so, it comes back to being multidimensional again, where it's, okay, number one, I want the, we want the visitor to experience a friendly, welcoming community that, that allows them to spend more money in our community because yeah. they're getting great recommendations. Yeah. But two, I want people to be proud to live here. And mm-hmm. I want people to recognize all we have to offer. And so, we can't just assume that they're going to do that. We ha- we have to cultivate that culture. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think too, it'll allow a training that, you know, everybody knows the hospitality training is it's it, it, the workforce just turns quickly. Yeah. And so, okay, great. They leave your restaurant and they go to a next, they've gotten the groundwork to go to that next. And hopefully the people coming into your restaurant as the next wave of workforce also have gotten that training through the mm-hmm. process. So it's really just this, very organic approach and it's definitely progressive and it's not this traditional four wall center approach. And that was my whole point is I, I can't rely on the visitors finding a space and talking to someone on a time that they're open. That's not how people work. I need to know that when they come down at 6am from their 
hotel room to jump in their car and they ask the front desk staff or or they they arrive really late into the community from a car ride and it's 10 yeah. p.m that, that that person at that front desk is going to be able to provide them the support and the visitor service they need and so this program is it's a marathon on a sprint but we're really <laughs> excited for it. I'm excited. So you'll have to come back and tell us all the details. We'll, we'll get goes. Mark in here. Mark's the new guy. Oh, great. It. Yeah, yeah that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's an incredible time to, to, to be able to be spearheading things in any community because there's such this undercurrent of um, change. It's like you can feel it. Mm. It's like a little, little bit tingly. You yeah. know, you're like, okay, there's all these great opportunities you just have to be able to grasp them and, and ride the ride, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, we're very lucky that you're here mm -hmm. and that you're doing such an incredible job. And hopefully people get a glimpse into just like the just the just the tip of the iceberg of everything that goes on with tourism and Allegheny County. And so you'll have to come back more frequently so we can talk more numbers sure. and more projects and everything. We're a else. small but mighty team of three. So I totally appreciate your your confidence and Absolutely. your 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 uh your words of encouragement for yeah. us. So thank you. No problem. Well, thanks so much for coming. Thanks. This is fun. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, please feel free to visit us at our website. It's recordtalklisten.com. You'll find all sorts of information there, including all of our previous hundreds of episodes for you to listen to for free. And we highly encourage you to subscribe to the podcast for pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. We encourage you to subscribe to the show if you have not already. Like magic, every week a new episode will show up on your listening device. We try to make it easy. So if you like what you hear, share it on social media, tell your friends, leave a review, um, all those good things that helps people see what we're doing and get the word out about the podcast. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much.